Welcome to A Champion's Mind with your host, Mario Aroyave. Some say the sky's the limit. It isn't. The limit is in your mind. You believe that or else you would not be listening to this podcast. You believe that you could do more. You believe that you can perform at a higher level than you currently are. You are absolutely right. Thanks for being open-minded and allowing this podcast to help you develop a champion's mind. In this podcast, we'll discuss and hear about some mental strategies we can implement to help you achieve your utmost performance. If you feel like you're not performing at your true potential, this podcast will look to give you the keys that can open that lock. I was getting dropped so hard every day. I was like, I don't, I do not belong here. Like I'm, I am not capable of riding at this level. I don't belong here. Like I need to really reconsider what I'm doing and the mental, if you get dropped every single day, it wears on you and you have to be able to pick yourself back up from that. And like last year for in particular tour of Colorado really smashed me in the face pretty hard. <laughs> um, it was, yeah. it was not a fun experience. And, you know, that's when you got to have good people around you and you got to believe in your system and realize the circumstances and everything around you and not get too down on yourself and not go over the, over the threshold, if you will, of knowing that it's not for you. You know, it, it's, that's where the resilient has to come, resilience has to come in and you got to pick the pieces back up and put them, put them back in line. Cause for any professional athlete, it may not happen very often in their career it may only happen once but it's going to happen at some point whether it's injury sickness you know personal issues or problems at home like there's going to be some serious adversity where you have to take a step back and take a, a big broad look at everything and and put all the pieces back together <laughs> right it's going to happen yeah, yeah. at some point where you have to have a heart to heart with yourself so right and you said it earlier but i'll go ahead and throw this in there like not getting too high either right yeah. like like when you win not getting too high on that because it's like you get yourself too high up on that mountain and you're higher up on that mountain so when you fall it's a longer fall you yeah know? exactly uh exactly. and so trying to stay yeah trying to stay in the middle trying to stay in that sweet spot and i think good people that support you also help you with that as well they kind of if they're a good support system for you They'll also kind of pull you aside and be like, "Hey, I think you need to think you need to chill out a little bit. You know, yep. you're you're kind of getting a little too far ahead of yourself here. Like, you better watch out because pretty soon here it may go bad, and and we've got to be ready for that too. So you were earlier before you made the switch to go road the whole time, road cycling mm -hmm. the whole time. You were involved in cyclocross, right. which is for those that don't know, it's kind of a mix between running and cycling. It's done on circuits, but they're off road uh, or they have very little road on them in them. And you have to dismount the bike and run the bike and all that kind of stuff. Tell us what is there a different mindset between road cycling and cyclocross? Yes, yeah, somewhat. I would say mainly because Cyclocross, the races are only an hour long, so it's a very short, intense effort. And uh, the, the conditions, it's usually, you know, a lot of times it's muddy, you're riding off-road, so there's a lot more, it takes a lot more technical skill involved, and it takes a lot of mental, mental freshness and sharpness to stay focused during the race. It takes a, an extreme amount of focus, whereas when you're in a six-hour long road race, 
it takes focus the whole time, but there's only certain times during the race where it takes that high level of focus and, and mental toughness. Whereas in cyclocross, it's only an hour, but it's the entire time is like that hyper focus. So I would say that's the biggest difference between road and, and cyclocross. And again, like cyclocross, it's incredibly hard to win those races and it takes a lot of mental resilience to go day in, day out racing those races because there's so much adversity during the race because you have to, like, you either fall down or you, you have a mechanical or you you take a bad line through a corner and you lose five seconds or you get gapped out of a group or, you know, you have to just keep going. Like, it's, it's an only an hour long, but so much happens that you have to be constantly, like, picking yourself up the entire race. Even if you're at the front doing well, like, it's a – it is, I think – if you have the physical condition, the hardest part, the most important part is having the mental condition to just continually, like, throughout the whole hour, pick yourself up and, like, push on and tell yourself you can do it. Like, because it's such a hard, intense hour that you have to be constantly pushing, you know, because it goes back to that whole, you have to be pushing forward always, you know, keep riding, keep pedaling, everything. Like, you just have to keep going. Like, yeah. it's so, it seems so basic, but it's like a, very intense version of it just to keep going part portion you can't, right. can't get discouraged yeah. over just one little thing because if you do you're you might as well just pull over and stop <laughs> yeah that sounds like a, a tremendous mental battle and i mean because the races are only an hour i mean you're pinned the whole time so there's no rest right so you're you know you're having to take all this on as hard as you can go and then you've got these obstacles that come at you so it's not even as if like you said it's not even as if you get smooth sailing and I know you did that for a long time, and you were you were highly successful as that at that as well. And so I know that that was probably uh, you probably learned some things from there that you were able to bring onto the road. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think it's that's probably where I learned a lot of my mental toughness when it comes to hard, really hard bike races, where it's you have to constantly remind yourself that yes, it's a hard bike race, but it's a hard bike race for everyone else, you know. That's probably when I had the most adversity, too, in cycling, when I was doubting myself the most because, like, when I was going racing in Belgium for cyclocross, Belgium's, like, the, the mecca of cyclocross. It's where all the best riders in the world, whether it's little kids or the professionals, like, doesn't matter what category you're in. If you're in Belgium, it's the hardest cross racing right. in the world. <laughs> going over there as an American, it was quite the humbling experience of not only am I not close to winning – but, like, just cracking the top 20 is a really hard thing to do. And to do that day in, day out in the really cold, shitty conditions, like, <laughs> it, yeah. it takes a whole lot of mental toughness to con like and stubbornness to continue to do it and not just, like, say, screw it, I'm packing my bags and going home, you know, like, because then, you know, it's all about making tiny baby steps and you have to remind yourself that, when you dive into the deep end of the pool, you're not going to come up to the surface real quick, you know? <laughs> like, you got to yeah. you gotta be able to, to hold your breath for a while. <laughs> so when you were out there, when you were out in Belgium, like, what, I mean, what what did it take, you know, what what does it take? So you're saying that, man, you're saying cracking the top 20, and, and believe me, I know. I mean, anybody, look, so if you guys want a taste of what he's talking about, just go look at the World Championships uh, cyclocross results every year, and you'll you'll see that Belgium is. It doesn't matter, like he said, it doesn't matter what category it is. Yep. I mean, they're they're all in the top ten, they're top five. They'll sweep the podium. I mean, they're unbelievable. But 
when you're out there and you're you're thinking to yourself, man, you know, a top 20 would be good today, which means 19 other guys are in front of you, which means you're maybe, you know, not close to even the front of the race there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, what does it take? Does it take you just focusing on yourself and your performance and like putting all that other stuff out of the way and just doing your best? Yeah, I mean, that's and that's what I learned. So like, that's what I learned the first year when I went there. It took me a whole month to figure that out. <laughs> I can't worry about what place I am at that moment in time. I can't even worry about what place I am when I cross the finish line at the end. I have to like, you have to break the race down into how you go the fastest. You have to act like you're the only person you're just out there riding and you have to figure out the best way for you to go forward the easiest and most efficient way and focus on, you just have to focus on what you're doing immediately in front of you and not worried about where you're at in the race because there's like I said earlier like there's so many things going on in the race you're dealing with so much adversity during the race you're dealing with the physical pain of going as hard as you absolutely can in 20 degree weather and ankle deep mud and (laughs) you know sideways rain and shit you can't be worried about oh my gosh I'm 30th right now and I want to be top 15 right now my race is over. I'm never going to get there. You can't be worried about that. Like you have to, in order to get to 15th ever, you have to be comfortable and figure out how you do everything the smoothest, the fastest, the the most efficient. You have to figure, you have to make yourself efficient first before you can even start thinking about where you're at in the race, <laughs> you know? Right. So, yeah, and I think that's a really – I mean, you said it took you a month, which is probably quicker than what it takes most athletes because most athletes never get rid of that mentality. And, mm-hmm. you know, the picture that always comes to my mind when I talk about an issue like this with athletes or when I ask an athlete this is uh, you can go to any track and field meet in America, right? Yeah. And you can watch, like, the gun goes off and it's the mile. I don't know why I'm picking the mile, maybe because it was I was a distance guy. And you're going to see the guy that – goes out in like 60 seconds, which is like a four-minute mile, which is like world-class. And you'll see that young man like finish in like seven minutes. And you're going, what, you know, what were they doing? What were they thinking? And they were just trying to run at somebody else's pace. And they they couldn't do it. They they weren't capable of it at that particular moment in time. And they threw away potentially running their best time because they were so blinded by the fact that there were other people in that race that they just wanted to keep up with for whatever reason. And so, you know, a a lot of athletes never pick that up. I mean, if you just continue to do your best and you continue to focus on the things that you have control over, man, and and in cyclocross, it sounds like there's not much. (laughs) You can't really control much. Then if you continue to do that, then you will get better and you will improve. And Lo and behold, one day you may look up and you may get the 15th that you were looking for. You may get the 10th that you were looking for. But if you do it the other way around where that's your main obsession and you're not focusing on the things that you can do to get yourself that place, that's where we really get in trouble. Yeah, and so that's where a lot of athletes pack the bags in you know, and give up because they've been so focused on the result or that one particular place. Like they want to crack the top 10, but they don't – you got to – you know, it's just like anything. You have to build the foundation to be able to get there. You can't just prop yourself up on one leg and get there. You have to, you have to have every little detail dialed before you can ever even start thinking about getting results. And and that's that's true at any level of any sport. Like 
it's all the fundamentals and figuring yourself out, you know, figuring out the mental game within yourself because what works for me doesn't work for another person. And it's like you have to start from the bottom up. You have to be okay with getting dead last, you know? Right, right. Well, and I'm going to say this because I know there there might be at least one cyclist listening to this. And so here we go. Don't chase upgrade points. Yeah. I know there are some of you out there that are probably thinking that. And so here's what will happen. They'll get in a race and they're going, oh, man, if I can just get one more fifth place, I'll have enough points to upgrade from a four to a three. And then they get in a five-man breakaway and they're going, dude, I'm good. If I just if I get last out of this breakaway, like I'll have my upgrade. And they totally just missed an opportunity to win the bike race. Totally just missed it because they were so fixated on fifth that they're going to get fifth instead of first, which is maybe what they could have gotten. But again, it's because we're so we're so fixated on I just need to upgrade points instead of right. Hey, if I just do these things well, I'll be in the positions to be able to place to where I get points, and then the points will eventually add up, and then I'll eventually get my upgrade. But so many do it the other way around, where they chase the upgrade points, and they're sitting there literally, literally doing mathematics, Yep. you know, yep. trying to figure out what they need, and it's like, no, that's not going to get it done. You know, that is not an effective strategy to have. Well, and, you know? and yeah, and, and as far as when you're, you know, an up-and-comer, as far as riding and cycling, you've got to learn how to win first like at any level, like even if you have the upgrade points, but you haven't won a single race at that category level, like you shouldn't cat up, you shouldn't upgrade, you shouldn't move up to the next level because you still haven't figured out how to actually win the race. You figured out how to get a top five, but you got to figure out how to win the race first because it's the same process of winning a race at any level of the sport, but you're never going to figure out how to win if all you do is you keep moving up and then you're not capable of winning yet. You know, you have to be, you have to have the process down of how to win a race. And then when you move up, it's like starting from zero again. You got, it's everyone's better again. So you have to start over again. And I think that's what a lot of people forget is they think they're ready to upgrade, but they still haven't won a bike race yet. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it because, you know, the fact of the matter is, is like you were saying, I mean, I'll use your example. You know, you were saying that day at Sunset Loop, you were pretty confident you could have gotten second or third if you would have sat in. Like you were pretty confident about that. You were right. like, I, I can do that, you know. So you get second and you get third and then, you know, you're like, oh, I'm ready to I'm ready to move on to the next thing. And it's like, no, you actually were missing something there. You were missing the killer mindset of I'm going to go for first, even if it means I end up seventh. And if you're not willing to do that yet, then you are missing a little something that you still need to work on in order to say, okay, now I'm ready to go to the next level. You know, exactly. um, now I'm ready to move up. And so I think that's a good takeaway there uh, that you definitely just, you know, uncovered there is like, yeah, I mean, if you're getting a bunch of thirds and fourths and fifths, hey, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, ask yourself, were you playing for first though? You know, were, were you playing to win or were you playing to just get the third or the fourth or the fifth? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. What's your favorite thing about being a professional cyclist? Oh, gosh. Uh, there's several. <laughs> I mean, I think the coolest part of, of being a professional cyclist is just the freedom that it gives you on and off the bike. Like the people and the places I go and all the really nice people I meet and it's allowed me to see a good portion of the world, which I'm very grateful of. You know, it takes it takes me places that a college degree and a nine to five job wouldn't. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but 
yeah, that and then just the ability, like the freedom on the bike when I go every day when I go on a training ride, I can go ride wherever I want. The choice of what I do is up to me. And that's also one of the hardest parts, I think, about professional cycling is majority of the time we're not with a team or we're not with teammates to go train. So it's up to you to be your own boss. But I like that as well. I like being my own boss and feel like I'm I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah. Keeping myself disciplined and able to, to do it. So but yeah, I think it's I think those are my two favorite parts is the or the main thing is the freedom that it gives you and allows me to go places that I wouldn't or, ordinarily go. So Right, right. Yeah, I I had another uh I had another cyclist on the podcast and we were talking about the fact that it's funny, so many critics they'd be like, Man, you know, I mean, what do they do all day? You know, if they, if I, I mean, if all I had to do was just get up and have a cup of coffee and then go ride my bike and come home and eat lunch and then take a nap, you know, I mean, yeah, I could do that too. And I'm thinking, I'm going, man, look, these guys are riding 20, 30 hours a week, man. You don't understand. Like, it is not easy. Even yeah. if you did have all that time, you've still got to throw your leg over the top tube and ride five, six hours a day. Like, it's... You know, the work still needs to be done, and so many people are, are mistaken. They think like, oh, yeah, because they have all this time. I mean, what else are they going to do? They're just going to go ride their bike, and it's like, yes, partially, but here's the other thing. Like you said, there's not a whole lot of accountability there. I mean, it's it's you holding yourself to that standard, and it's you going, hey, I've got this kind of a ride today. This is how long I've got to be gone for. Like, if I don't leave by this time, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have enough time to do, you know, exactly what I need to do. And so I need to make sure and hold myself accountable to that. And I think a lot of people just kind of dismiss that as being easy. Mm-hmm. And it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. So. I mean, it. and those same people, you know, when, when they find out, you know, or they hear that it's like, you know, oh, I need to, you know, they're taking a break or, you know, you need to take like 10 days off the bike. They're like, well, why are you need to do that? You know, but it's because of, you got to have that mental refresh because it takes a lot of self-motivation to get out there every day. And I think that's the part that a lot of people underestimate how much it actually takes out of you or how much of that you use throughout the year. You know, I mean, you spend a lot of hours out there by yourself. It's all self-motivation. It's, it's, there's no one, very few of us have someone riding next to you every day, encouraging you to pedal harder, you know? So Right. I think everyone thinks it's 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 a great life and easy to do, but I mean it is a great life and but it's, it's certainly not easy. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, and that's the thing about it is I think uh I think some people don't necessarily understand that about your profession and uh and about what you do. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give them anybody that's listening? Well, I mean, I think for any sport, I think just kind of follow your nose. Like if if it's something that you're good, you know, you're good at and you want to pursue it, you know, pursue it to the level that you are capable of doing it, you know, just keep going. And the thing is, like, you're going to get hit hard in the chin, you know, like you just got to you got to pick yourself up. And, and if you truly know that you want to do it and you're good at it, then just be persistent. And it's like the old saying goes, I mean, you got to be in it to win it and practice makes perfect. So you're not going to ever get there if you're not doing it. So you can always say, I'd like to be a professional cyclist, but unless you're actually in it and doing it, you're never going to get there. So just get out and ride your bike, you know, <laughs> or if you want to be a professional basketball player, then sit in the driveway and shoot baskets until you can't shoot them anymore, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. I would challenge and say even if 
you have something that you maybe aren't necessarily good at, but you want to be good at. Because I think guys like you, I don't know that you necessarily even realize it, but like you, like when you started, you weren't good enough to be where you are now. That's part of what you applied. You applied that chase method, right. you know, like where you're like, man, I, I, I need to get better because I need I want to go here. And then I need to get better because now I want to go here. And I want to get better because, you know, I want to go here. Exactly. And so you knew you were good at it, but you weren't good enough, if that makes sense. It's kind of weird to think that way, but that that's kind of – and you're still like that, right? Oh, you're still sure. kind of like, I'm not good enough. Like it's the next thing, you know? And so just constantly, like you said, just moving forward, man. Shoot baskets till till you can't anymore, yep. you know? And then – uh and then maybe one day you're uh, you're playing for Bill Self, you know, over there uh, yeah. at KU, and exactly. and who knows what. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I know I know Adam will like that. Oh, yeah. Well, are there any sponsors or anybody that you'd like to thank? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, and just you just mentioned Adam, but Adam and Source Endurance, you know, I've been with him from the beginning when he started that company, and he we have a a very good working relationship and. Every year we, we, he and I sit down and we have a kind of a heart to heart and figure out where pinpoint what I need to work on. Or he asks me what I think I should work on. And I, I ask him, you know, what he thinks he needs to work on. And, you know, and it, every year we, uh, have found some way to squeeze a little bit more out of me and make me better. So big thanks to Adam and, and everything that he does in his company and the knowledge and resources that they give me and it, it's certainly paying off and I hope we can continue that relationship. So, and that's source, source endurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. If you need the, the, the science and the brains behind it to go no further, that's for sure. So cool. Anybody else? Well, I would want to thank you, Mario. You know, this is it's a great experience and you, you shed a lot of great knowledge on um, the mental mindset behind sports. And it's a, it's a huge aspect that a lot of athletes don't even pay attention to or know about. And I think it's probably the most important thing that we all have to have a grasp on, whether we use it on a daily basis or just on race day. But it's something you have to have a big grasp on and and an understanding because the brain is the most powerful thing in, in the human body. So, yeah, I thank you for all your knowledge on that. So Sweet. Look at that, man. I just got an endorsement. I didn't even know that was coming. But, yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, that, that, you know, that's, that's the reason why I'm doing this is because, is because, you know, and, and I'm, it's because people think that, you know, people think that they see a Joe Schmalz and they're like, oh man, he's just got it like that. You know, I mean, gosh, that guy's just so fast. I mean, man, he, he just, and it's like, yes, I, I mean, yes, right. Like the results speak for themselves, but guys, he is a normal guy and, but he does these things. He, he does these extra things that, that also help him to get to where he is. And one of them is, is that his mentality is, it's on, it's on. It's, it's a good mindset that a lot of folks don't have. And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, young folks and stuff, they get mesmerized by a professional athlete thinking that person must have some kind of a secret. There must be something, you know, there. And I'll tell you guys, I mean, his alarm goes off and he wakes up just like you and he he cinches up his cycling shoes and airs up his tires before he rides just like you and yeah. then he goes and he pedals his bike 
And yeah, six hours, maybe not like you, but it could be you. And so it, it's, it's sim- like we're all, you know, we're all in this together. Uh, and the mind can just become that thing that really can give you that edge. So, well, but, uh, and that's the funny, the funny thing you mentioned about that is, you know, after I won that race just a couple weeks ago, I had this young lady come up to me and ask me, what kind of advice would I give to someone that was just starting out in the sport and wanted to, you know, start racing? And, and I just looked at her and I said, well, honestly, just, have fun and ride your bike because, you know, if you're just starting out, you have no idea what, what even racing a bike is. So you have to just get out there and experience it. And that's the part where you have to just kind of dive in. And the main thing is to have, make it fun at first because you have to, you have to be, learn to love whatever sport you're doing. You have to learn to love it first. So. Right. Yeah. When you're in Belgium in like, ankle deep mud with <laughs> sideways rain like you were talking about yeah. you better have some deep love right there man yeah, cause <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah but again i mean that young lady she might have had a pen and pad right ready to write yeah. down like all these profound thoughts and you were just like just have fun and ride your bike yeah she's like that's it yeah <laughs> yeah and seriously it was it and that's the main thing that you have to have that's what that's the found first step to building a good foundation is getting a out there and and it's true with any sport you have to get out there and do it and have fun doing it because if you're not having fun there's not much point so yeah and there's and it's only a matter of time before you're out you know so exactly and joe man thank you so much for your time this has been awesome uh those of you listening i hope you guys have been able to pick some things up and just kind of step into the mind of a of a professional cyclist and kind of see what that's like and so Joe, we thank you so much. I thank you so much for your time, and I wish you all the best. Uh, oh, no, wait, before we go. So, like, people are maybe like, oh, I want to keep following him. You know, he's about to go to Cascade, and he's going to mm-hmm. do all these other races. Joe, where can they find you, like, on your social media stuff? Oh, uh, yeah, just Schmaltz1990 is kind of my Instagram and Twitter. So, and then the team, just follow the team Twitter as well on uh, Elevate Pro Cycling and also ElevateProCycling.com. The, the website has all the team info, and, yeah, just – look us up on social media and give us a follow. So awesome. Schmalls is S C H M S C H M A L Z 1990. And that's my Instagram and Twitter handles. Boom. Y'all got it. Go give him a follow guys and keep up with this guy, but he's fast. So get on (laughs) it quick. Thanks Mario. Hey, thanks so much for your time, my friend. All right. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for listening to a champion's mind. As you continue to implement the content discussed here, you'll move closer and closer to performing at your utmost potential. Keep challenging yourself and don't settle until you achieve your goals. If you can't wait until the next episode to do some more work on your mental game, head over to utmostperformance.org where you can find some more content to consume. You can also like our Facebook page, Utmost Performance. We sincerely value your support as we continue to partner together to help you perform at your utmost. Thanks for listening to A Champion's Mind. As you continue to implement the content discussed here, you'll move closer and closer to performing at your utmost potential. Keep challenging yourself and don't settle until you achieve your goals. If you can't wait until the next episode to do some more work on your mental game, head over to utmostperformance.org where you can find some more content to consume. You can also like our Facebook page, Utmost Performance. We sincerely value your support as we continue to partner together to help you perform at your utmost.